Welcome to the Financial Advisors Advisor, the podcast offering guidance and advice on all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the go-to podcast for any financial advisor in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast conversation, and thanks for spending time with us. This is Frank LaRosa, the CEO of Elite Consulting Partners, and I am, of course, the Financial Advisor's Advisor. I'm also joined here, as usual, and always, my uh, COO, Dale Dempsey. How you doing, Dale? I'm great. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening again. Hopefully, we've got some it seems like we've got some uh, some listeners, some repeat listeners. So thanks everybody who's reached out. Uh, if you're a first time listener, you got to smash that like button, subscribe, hit the bell. You get notifications. We did a new podcast. We're on a ton of platforms now, and and growing and thriving and, and loving the feedback that we're getting from everybody. Yeah, we really really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot to us. These podcasts take way more time than I thought they would. And so the feedback that we get on how folks are listening and using the information we're providing, really putting it to, to work means a, a ton to us. Hey, don't forget, we launched our uh, also launched our YouTube. So we're on YouTube now, which is great. Go to uh, Elite Consulting Partners and you'll find our, our, our podcast on there. Eventually, we'll start cranking out some videos. Those ought to be uh, fun and informative. So stay tuned for, for that. But today... I'm really excited about today's podcast, and it's a little bit different, and it's something that is uh, personal to us since we're going through a, a process right now. And today, I want to really talk about core values and why it's important, whether you're a small advisor, large advisor, why it's important for you to define your core values, especially if you're looking to grow your business grow your client base, and quite frankly, grow personally and professionally just in general. Core values are really what what support the vision and the shape and culture of your practice and your business. And it's really a reflection of, of who you are as an individual, professional, and your business. So I, you know, we wanted to talk about this today because as a firm, we're going through this and I thought, you know what, what a great idea to bring everybody else into the conversation. And uh, since we've been doing this for the last uh, couple of weeks now, it's been it's been awesome. I think it's it's great professionally, but actually personally, if you don't do it, it's sort of like you can't you can't live it. You can't really live it. But it is really good to have defined as a business because I think it it's just really sets you apart. I've noticed as we've been talking about this and doing this, the, the conversations I have with folks, with advisors, with employees here, th- th- it gets a lot deeper and it gets right down to the, the heart of the matter. And, it, and they, it's just a topic that resonates. Yeah, well, I think it's also, for, for a financial advisor, it's really important to have a defined set of core values and communicate those core values with your clients because and potential clients, really, because it really lets them know who you are as as a business owner. Maybe you should talk a little bit about, because I, I had a question, I thought it was a good question before, but talk about where we first heard about something like that. I'd never, 
I, I, I've heard about stuff doing stuff like this, but not really in this context. Well, look, I think that for us and for for me, having been in the business, the financial services business for you know, I'll call it close to twenty five years. These things are talked about. This is not a new strategy, right? It's it's an old strategy, but sometimes there's things you get so wrapped up in doing business, you forget about working on the business to improve it for the long term. And I've been fortunate enough and uh, privileged to be invited into the Arate Syndicate, which is a a group of entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs around the country, a very small group of of folks that really are doing things the right way, both personally and professionally, and trying to pay things forward. And, and sort of part of being part of this group is learning from others and also teaching others. Because we don't, as a business owner, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so if you're in a community of folks that really can help you learn some more things, and then you can take your experience and pay and pay it back by helping others. And so we really started, this came up earlier this year when we went to an event and really just was like, oh my gosh, Dale, how do we not have these things written down? Because there are certain things that we do ordinarily, but we never really sort of officially talked about them, operated with a hard and fast sense of of our core values. Yeah, we never really defined anything actually. But quickly, actually, right right after we heard about it, it was one of the first things we went back to and identified maybe four points that this uh, comes in contact with. So first of all, our clients, our advisor clients, and and the firm clients that we work with, the employees. I I see so much coming from this. Whether you talk about historically, kind of what we found working through all different types of employees that that have been here the I think generally the ones who have lasted whether it's spoken or not have fit into the core values that we just recently defined I wouldn't say we've recently defined them we've operated with a sense of similar values but we've never gone through an exercise like this and written them down talked specifically about them as it relates to long-term growth. But to your point, what we have noticed is the folks that we've hired made an accommodation for like, well, they're not quite, you know, they don't fit everything we're looking for. They, they've almost all, I mean, they've all really blown out of here, right? They just don't make it because they don't, they can't operate in, in our, in our world with what we believe in and what we're really, when we talk about how this relates to financial services, a financial advisor, whether you're at a retail firm or you're an independent financial advisor, whether you're on a team of 10 financial advisors and you're doing multi millions of dollars in production, or you're an individual producer in a retail Morgan Stanley office, UBS office, it doesn't really matter. You can still have defined core values and maybe you, you're only sharing your, your assistant with three or four other people, you can still articulate your core values to your assistant or partial assistant, whatever your situation is, your staff, the people around you, and more importantly, your clients. So when you're talking about going after a client that has a nice account at Merrill Lynch, 
and you want to ask that client, well, can you tell me what your current financial advisor's core values are? Because these are my core values. And you'll start getting that client thinking about, wow, that makes a lot of sense because your core values are the same things that your client believes in. And those can be any number of different things. And that's it's really important. And it's similar to, again, employees. So if you're a, an independent office and you have three or four employees, same deal. You're gonna, you want to hire based on your core values. And candidly, you're going to want to fire off those core values. And, but you have to be representing those core values yourself every single day. And, and live it, and you have to talk about it, breathe it, has to seep into everything that you are so you can hold everybody accountable. It's almost like having discretion on an account. You have to scale the right way. You can't scale your business the right way if you don't have core values. It'll infinitely make things more efficient. That's a little bit of a stretch, but I think what you're saying is the advisors that we've seen, so we're going to go off on a tangent here a little bit, but the advisors that we've seen that have specific models that they run. We run four models. This is how we run them. We don't deviate from that. Every client gets a certain percentage of these four, five, six models. We don't deviate from that. And if a client wants some esoteric investment that isn't what we do slash fit into our core values, then they're not for us. That's more what I was trying to say. Right. That is like a core. So, and we have specific, we have clients that we work with that are very much like that. And so they might not realize that's one of their core values, but, but it is, you know, they've chosen that and they run their business accordingly. Uh, That's, that's a really a great point. If you're doing it the right way. And although we're talking about the business side of it, there is a personal side that comes into play. If you're doing it the right way. And if you're being honest with yourself, because those core values professionally should match similarly to what you believe personally, right? Because you don't, right? You can't be two different people inside the office and outside the office. That's how I, that's how I operate. Right. What we've seen in the 20 years of being in this business is an advisor, an advisor's practice and an advisor's clients tend to mimic that advisor. So you should be using your core values to decide what types of clients you want to bring in. Because if you have particular faith or belief in something and you bring on a client just because they have a lot of money, but they don't believe in those core values, it's going to be a disaster for, for you and for your staff, really more importantly, because you're not going to want to talk to that person. And then every time they call in, your assistant's going to have to deal with that person and they're going to be yelling or whatever. And so really use those core values. Sort of one of the podcasts that we, we talked about, uh, I think episode two, uh, episode three was really about your the size of your practice and shrinking to grow and really understanding who your clients really are. And so we're advocating that you should be using your set of core values to determine what types of clients that you want to have. Backing up a little bit, when we went to the event, it was great just sort of finding out more about how to what core values mean and why they're important. One of the things that came out of that that I was trying to figure out and you did a great job of this. How do you implement this stuff? It was still like mushy. Right. So that's a great point. There's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. And really no one way is right or wrong. It just depends on 
the size of your business, the size of your practice. If you're an individual producer, like I said, at Merrill Lynch, you can you can do it yourself. You can ask your support staff. You can sit down and talk to your, your branch manager about it. If, if they're any good, they'll help you with that. I've worked with some advisors that have a client council. It's a great idea. A client council, you essentially pick four or five of your most respected clients and you, and you get them in a room, you do, you do a meeting quarterly and you go through these things and you would be shocked that if you bring something like this up to your clients, they will absolutely love it. A couple of the other things that I've heard really are, which is what we're doing. So let me just maybe just talk specifically about what we're doing. And I got a lot of feedback from, from my syndicate group, my again, my entrepreneur group. What we've done is went out to all of our associates. We have associates spread out throughout the country. So I asked everybody to provide us with their top four or five core values. And they've been great. And so we, we took all those combined and I went through an exercise where we sort of got some common themes. And from those common themes, we're going to, as a management team, really talk about the, the vision of the business, where we want our, our company to go and how do we want our company to operate and what do we want it to represent and, and what core values are going to best represent what we're trying to get accomplished. The, the interesting thing, and I, Dale, I think you, you went through this morning that list with the team of some of the common, common ones. But the interesting thing that I found out, especially, and this goes for especially the, the groups that have a lot of uh, support staff, whether you're, if you're a broker dealer and you have a, a lot of staff, it actually gave me a really good insight to my employees, to my consultants that, that work here. Because I never really sit down with them and ask them in an interview, what are their core values, right? So it was a great exercise for me personally as the as the CEO and the owner of the business to really take a few minutes and get inside everybody's heads to understand what's important to them. And so it's going to really going to help me become a better person at who I am and, and for the team. I, I, I wasn't. Were you surprised at, at the, the responses? Because I, I thought they'd all be the same. And it, it, generally they were, right? They were similar. There were some differences with some people, some I wasn't really surprised with. And if I look at what they wrote versus how they act, right, and how they operate, a lot of it matched. There was really no, like, oh, this you know, this person said this, and that's not really true because they do the opposite of that. It was really true to who they are. But look, uh, just a couple of them. Here, I'll go with mine because they're, they're right off the top of my head. So I think I did uh, have a positive mental attitude. And f- for me personally, and I think it goes for a lot of folks out there, yeah, you try to do that. But the second I write it down and, and I try to measure it and, and live to it, it, it does change things. Since I've been doing it over the last couple of weeks here, I, I'm really thinking about that as I start and end my day and throughout the day, just keeping things positive, right. finding the positivity right. and stuff. And then self-improvement. So I love learning new things. I love being educated and I want to I want to transcend opinions and thoughts and facts and knowledge to everyone and give feedback on that. But I just want to improve myself, not just mentally, but 
but physically too. So that, that's sort of split up categories there as well. Right. Those were the three that were on the top of my head. I know I had a few others. So let me just rattle off. So I'll just rattle off a couple. You can do a, a Google search. You can look up different companies, Starbucks and all different firms out there that have uh, their own sort of core values listed. But some of them were, you know, go the extra mile. Like Dale said, professional improvement, both personally and professional improvement, health and fitness, mental attitude. Learning and knowledge was a big one. Humility and respect, that was one that uh, everyone talked about. Really putting clients first and perseverance and teamwork and support. Be disciplined, work fiercely, have patience. That's probably like the top of my core values that I need to work on. But really, under promise and over deliver was one of them and commitment to the, the our clients and the cause. And and this is the point of this is these are common themes that you you'd think, oh well, those are obvious, right? And they might be obvious, but sometimes when you're really busy in the heat of the day and and you're just swamped with work, you can tend to forget about these things. And really what I'm trying to get everybody to understand is that you need to slow down and sit down with your team, the people that are important to you, and and go through what's really important in your core values. Because I believe that if you have them written down, it's really going to help the business grow. We're going to take that list. There's probably, I don't know, 25, 30 combinations of different common themes on there. Personally, we're going to narrow that down to 10. I think 10 is just enough. You don't want really any more than 10. You know, maybe I've seen some where there's only, it's only one word or, which is interesting, but, um, you know, between five and 10. So we're going to take ours we're going to narrow it down and we're going to talk about it as a team. And again, because I want everyone to really get involved and, and live it. So you should be doing the same thing. Sit with your team, sit with your spouses or significant others to talk about from an outsider's point of view, how do they view your business? And I would say that, again, there's no right or wrong answer to this thing. And everybody should be heard. Uh, The reason why I I found that asking people for their ideas is because from the research that I've looked into and my short experience on this so far is if your employees and the people that you're talking to feel, including clients, feel like they had some input into what those core values are, you're going to get a lot more buy-in. And again, with more buy-in, they're going to be talking about it. You can hold each other accountable for those things. So if someone's doing something that doesn't match, it's going to be very easy to say, you know, hey, John, one of our core values is is really, is patience. And right now you're really not displaying that. Or maybe it's accountability. And someone's sort of, you know, they're not the cleanliest person around and and they're leaving their desk a mess. And it's a little embarrassing when one of your clients walks in and they have to walk past somebody else's area or your, or your assistance area. And it's really a mess. Hold them accountable, hold them accountable to that. So I I think that there isn't a right or wrong answer, but I think the right thing to do is to be honest with yourself, to be honest with your team and really communicate it, live it, talk about it all the time. And if you're lucky, it will spill over into your personal life and it will even help you become a better person personally, as a husband, as a wife, as a a father, 
as a friend, which is really, that's when you know it's really working, when you're thinking about it all the time and you're living your life according to those core values. So sorry for getting a little bit long. Uh, this is, I think, really, really important. And I think if if all of us institute these things, you know, you're going to affect the people around you in a very positive way. I hope you can uh, go back to your office and think about these things, talk to your team, and uh, and really, I hope it hope it helps you. I know it's helping us, and so I I know for a fact it'll it'll help help you all. So with that said, thanks very much. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. <laughs> exactly. Don't forget to hit the button. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You know, wherever it is that you're listening to your podcast, we're on YouTube now. Go to our website at eliteconsultingpartners.com. Are we on Instagram now? I'm, I'm starting to lose track. We are on Instagram. Uh, you can go to our Instagram page, theadvisorsadvisor.podcast. So at theadvisorsadvisor.podcast. We appreciate that. Go on there. Uh, we are working hard to communicate all this stuff out to everybody. Uh, again, send us emails. We've gotten some great emails with some questions. And we look forward to our next conversation. Thanks a lot. Have a fantastic week. You've been listening to the Financial Advisors Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, the leading experts in advisor transitions, succession planning, and broker-dealer and RIA M&A consulting. If you're looking for strategic advice or solutions on any of those topics within the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to the podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com. Consulting Partners.com.